0: Listening to the EdReach Network.
1: EdGamer episode 45 on EdReach: Star Wars: The Old Republic versus World of Warcraft. This is EdGamer for Saturday, March 24th, 2012. EdGamer is part of the EdReach Network. EdReach.us giving education a voice.
2: A big voice. We should have all done it in unison.
1: Oh, oh, well, let's do it together. Every, okay. EdReach.us giving education a voice.
2: A big voice. Wow, that was pretty cool.
1: Okay, uh, this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll give. Uh, hey Jerry, we're going to talk about MMOs. Oh, they're almost moms, but not MMOs. Sorry. Oh okay, we'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I am Zach. I'm Jerry. And we have two guests today, Justin Roth and Lucas Gillespie. Lucas, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Uh, Hey, guys. I'm a gamer and instructional technology coordinator for Pender County Schools in North Carolina. And I uh, do a blog periodically whenever I have time, uh, but have a lot of resources there about games and education. And that's at edurealms.com. And Justin?
1: Uh, my name is Justin
0: Roth. I'm a clinical researcher, an avid gamer, and father of two boys. And I've known Zach for 25 years, so he lets me talk to him every once in a while.
1: Every once in a while. That's not me. Jerry? You're going to skip me? I, well, I'm just not used to having four names on here. It's kind of <laughs> confusing.
2: My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois, and I feel bad that Justin has known Zach for 25 years. <laughs>
1: uh-uh. I think that's unanimous. I um, <laughs> I think that's unanimous. My name is Zach Gilbert. I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So today, uh, we, we've never done this. We've had, we're have had we having four people on the show, which is kind of cool. Uh, but our main topic today is Star Wars, uh, the, the MMO, Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic versus World of Warcraft. And, you know, first came to mind, I was like, OK, got to get Lucas Gillespie on because of his wonderful project with World of Warcraft. And we also needed to get my friend Justin on because he is, like he said, is an avid gamer, has played um, uh, World of Warcraft and uh, Star Wars the Old Republic, but we also found out today that uh, you know Lucas in his spare time has also uh, got to a level 50 uh, bounty hunter in Star Wars. So, uh, you amaze me, Lucas, uh, on your time management.
3: you have to play, you got to play. <laughs>
1: Yes, and uh, we just need, like, a 26-hour day instead yeah. of 24. That that would help a little bit. Get rid of that useless sleep thing. That Sleep. <laughs>
3: yeah, overrated.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, overrated, exactly. Okay, so first of all, kind of goes into what uh, we talked about last week with what kind of games, um, what gaming devices should be or could be used in the classroom and which one's the best. And Lucas brought up in our pre-show that uh, – uh, he's got a grant to kind of do exactly what we were talking about. Can you share that,
3: Lucas? Well, just, just a spoiler, a little bit of spoilers. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Um, but I'm really excited about it. So we just, um, Pender County Schools, we just received a, a small grant, but it's going to uh, let us do some big things, I think. We're going to um, look at exploring games on a variety of platforms um, and look at them as storytelling engines, um, not only for uh, – Having students explore storytelling in the games, um, but also uh, having students use certain games that have level builders and things like that to create their own stories using the games. And then also using this as an excuse to um, really look at learning spaces and, and how we set our classrooms up and things like that. So my dream is that if this thing kind of pans out like I want it to is that we'll take um, a classroom uh, at Cape Fear Middle School where we're doing the World of Warcraft project and um, kind of do a little redesign of it um, and then bring in uh, these uh, different gaming platforms. So we're going to be looking at um xbox 360s uh with connects um we've got playstation 3 coming in uh, a couple of playstation vitas of course pcs and and doing a lot of pc gaming ipads etc so we're going to be exploring storytelling through all those platforms and uh, a couple of games that we're going to be looking at um some really good ones things like portal portal 2 um Bastion, which is just amazing, oh, storytelling. Beautiful. Yeah, one that's on my radar, I've I've only seen demos of it, I haven't played it yet, but it's Journey um, on the PlayStation 3, um, Little Big Planet, um, Star Wars, <laughs> I'm sorry, Starcraft 2, um, things like that, Then Uncharted 3, and just kind of looking at all these games, um, either as looking at the story that they're telling, or looking at them uh, through the, like, as, as, Tools for creating stories, um, and then of course professional development, professional development, professional development, because we got to yeah. get teachers out there looking at this and opening their eyes to this the possibilities there. So that's another big component of this. So we'll see where it goes. Um, the the funding is is a go, so uh, I can't wait to go shopping. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and um, and then we'll probably kick this project off starting in the fall of the 2012 school year. That yeah. wow
1: i'm just dreaming i'm like oh how cool would that be
3: yeah it's going to be great i can't wait
1: that that sounds very exciting now do you do any do you have any um you talked about storytelling are you doing any creation
3: yeah um so so what we're having i don't i'm, I'm what we're having students do is once they they explore the storytelling in these games um a lot of the games that we're going to be adding to this program um have their own level builders uh, world builders story builders within it right so um for example starcraft 2 um all kinds of mod type stuff that you can do there and you can create your own scenarios and that sort of thing um little big planet is not well known for that portal uh portal 2 uh as i understand they're getting ready to release a level editor for yes that, uh which looks really cool uh um, yeah and um, I think we're even going to pick up a few copies of Neverwinter Nights 2. It's an older game, but um, all kinds of possibilities for creating scenarios and stories and things like that.
1: Okay. So it, it, this is very geeky, but you know, that just <laughs> sent a shiver down my – because you know, Neverwinter yes. Night, you know, that's – yeah, Neverwinter Night is just a wonderful game. We were talking about uh, Boulder's Gate. I don't know if you were um, – if you heard that, Boulder's Gate is coming to um, the iPad. Yes, I heard. That's
3: going to be great. So,
1: you know, that line of games is just... The storytelling and uh, the mods that can be done with it are just incredible. Mm -hmm. And And it's a lot of fun for the kids. And I know that, you know, with the Xbox... Um, and I'm gonna—is it? The, it's not Kodu, but they have. Yes. Um, you yes. can—is Kodu the one that you can create games that go on to the Xbox?
3: Yeah, um, that's that's um, sort of like um, a younger learner kind of format. Codu okay. so is is would be more for I, I think for some of you just beginners, um, right. um, And younger students, and then I think you can get up into the like the X and A stuff. I think at yes. some point. Yeah, and that's uh, where Jerry that's, that's territory for me.
1: Yeah, Jerry, uh, is that have you messed with X and A? Did you guys?
2: Uh, not as much, not as much.
1: Because I can see some of the development and the creations, especially from your digital art, yeah. uh, being dropped into this.
2: Yeah, that's definitely what, um, what we'd like to get into in the future.
1: Yeah, so you, now, um, Lucas, do you work, is it just your school district? Do you work with any universities that are around you?
3: Um, not officially. Um I, I I will go in, I've been in as a guest speaker here at um the University of North Carolina Wilmington and um things like that just for some of their grad classes and things, but no official work at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm just it, it seems like I'm uh setting up blind dates here, but um, <laughs> it, it's one of those things that I think, you know, Jerry works with in order in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I think if they saw some of the stuff that Lucas is doing especially with his gaming I think that could open up some doors and some ideas mm. uh, through northern
3: well you know I, I've had um, like folks from North Carolina State University and and some other folks contact me and um, one of the things that um, just a per- personal perspective kind of thing is I', I it's a Invitation for any of them to come down and work out a project. Any of the universities they want to do is come in and do some data collection and and look at some metrics for this kind of thing. It, the door is always open, but uh, that that kind of research is is just not in my. Time, you know, I, I do have like bounty hunters to level and things like that. So, <laughs> so I just I, that's one aspect of this stuff. Other than just what we look at the data that we look at locally, that I haven't really explored, but I would love to partner with somebody I, who who would help with the um, just sort of the analysis of the, some of the data that we're collecting. Oh yeah, It'd be
1: great. I just seeing just the ideas and the outlining of, of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, Jerry works with Northern Illinois University. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois State University is where I'm at. You know. There's some friends that I have there. You know, I'd love to send them some of these materials uh, and kind of in the websites and show that this is what's going on. And then I'm thinking of Justin here, who's got two young boys who are would totally be uh, geeked out uh, about <laughs> being involved in something like that. Not only the playing of the games and learning from that, but also probably eventually the creation. Oh, yeah. Justin? Oh,
2: I'll probably put him to sleep.
1: <laughs> Justin.
2: Uh-oh. Yeah, the uh, the university level stuff has been kind of cool. I will agree with you; they're very, very research heavy. You know, they they want to they want to research and produce results and things like that. And yeah, that's true. Uh, They're always looking for that, but but they do. Usually, they are a great source for funding. You know, it's kind of kind of a trade off because that's where yeah. we've got all our money for our. You know, they bought us a server and all that good kind of stuff. So. So it is is nice good spot for money but yeah I agree there's a you do usually have to put up with quite a bit of uh, researching. All
1: right. Yeah, I guess that's the downside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the downside. But you
1: know, the opportunities I think are there and I think the more that people see you know projects like what you're doing Lucas I think is is a definite bonus. So um, while I'm trying to figure out Justin here, uh, the next next thing we have on uh, the list here is oh this um, The World of Warcraft project, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and can you can you because some people that have uh, listened to the show for a while, you know, know about your project and and what you've done, but uh, the first thing I thought of, and I think we talked about it a long time ago, when uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic was, um, you know, a dream. You know, this is what's going to be coming down the road. That hey, this could be the next game that could be utilized within the classroom like what you have for world of warcraft so kind of explain what you've done with your world of warcraft project sure
3: um well so um i'll try to make this a, an elevator speech uh just it might be a, like a hundred floor elevator but um <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to talk about but yeah basically what we've done is we we have uh, started with a, a middle school eighth grade language arts um and we've looked at World of Warcraft um, as almost as you would look at any kind of literature. So we've based an entire language arts elective. Now, it is an elective course um, around um, just World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is the engine that we use to, to explore all sorts of language arts things. So we have students playing the game, and they are heroes on a journey in that. And as they are um, exploring the world, they are also writing about it. And so they, um, the students will, will play their hero. Um, they'll go into the world. They'll experience some things. They'll come back and write about it. either journaling or there'll be some critical, uh, more um, reflective writing and things like that that they do about it. And then in addition to that, um, they are creating things, um, interacting with each other, developing leadership skills and things like that. Um, and so it's a year-long course. Uh, we actually wrote uh, Craig... Lawson is my partner in crime uh, at Cape Fear Mill. He's the actual language arts teacher at the site, and um, he, um, he and I wrote a year-long curriculum um, aligned to uh, Common Core Standards um, for this course, and it's available for download. I know that link will be in the show notes, um, but uh-huh. – um, and, and it kind of segues into kind of where we're going with this topic, I think, here um, in, in that I think it, it can serve kind of at some level as a model. For using any online art, um, you know, any kind of MMO um, in that kind of capacity.
1: Okay, so yeah. can you give, like, an idea? Because I know some of your the lessons that you have are specific mm-hmm. to certain characters, certain um, uh, achievements, certain uh, quests within... Uh, World of Warcraft. So can you g- kind of give us an idea of what that would look like and how a student would um, go through that and then how a teacher would observe and take uh, data from that? from Sure. The student.
3: Yeah. Um, so as so a typical kind of quest, um, let's say students. We're, we're a student is doing a series of quests on um, poetry and um and they're looking at riddle poems so the one of the first things that we would have them do is go out and and look online at online resources at at some examples of riddle poems uh, and talk a little bit about what a riddle poem is and and how they're structured and how they work and then we have students um go back into our guild website it's just um it's a just a, it's by uh, actually the company and I don't know how to pronounce their name Shifter S H I V T R that hosts uh, guild websites um, gave us um, a site for free to host it, and big shout out and thanks to them for being awesome and, and realizing what we're doing <laughs> um, but they um, the students will go in there and they'll they'll in a threaded forum they'll write their they'll do their initial writing of their, poem, of their own riddle poem. Um, we, we encourage them to make it related to their experiences in World of Warcraft, and then we'll go in, um, give them some feedback, um, You know, deal with things like grammar and things like that. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. We'll then take the students and say, okay, let's talk about creating macros in World of Warcraft, and a macro is just um, basically where you can go in and predefine some actions or, or script type things um, in World of Warcraft that will happen when you click a button. Mm-hmm. So we have students go into World of Warcraft and create a macro. Basically, it just makes their character say that riddle. So then we tell the students, OK, take your riddle poem, put it into a macro format, and we want you to go into the capital city of Stormwind and get up on a podium or something like that. And, you know, there's players from all over the world just right. running around and demand an audience and <laughs> challenge um, other players to answer your riddle poem and then come back then and do some follow up writing, reflecting on that experience. How did the other players deal with it? Was your riddle mm-hmm. challenging or not? and Things like that. Those are the kinds of activities that we're doing.
1: Uh, that's that's quite interesting, it's and,
3: fun. and 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 they could do that in
1: class. Mm-hmm. But what do you, I mean, I think I have an answer in my head. But why do you think that uh, it actually adds to the experience or uh, makes it even
3: better by having them do this within a, a virtual world? Well, um, a couple of things there. It's it's that idea that. Um, the, the lessons or quests, as we call them, um, are situated in, in that in that space. So they are not only using and, and having to have some level of technical expertise to use the game and in, in, you know that they, those things that they pick up by playing the game, but they also we're actually having them sort of take it to the next level, a little higher order than that, and say, okay, we want you to integrate what you're learning here into that game environment so take take your um your knowledge and your understanding of riddle poetry or riddle poems for example and bring that into this space so that's another layer and then on top of that is the fun and engagement of Mm -hmm. just acting this out in a virtual game-like space i mean you're here you are acting you're standing on some podium and um you're reciting the poem and a werewolf runs by or a dragon (laughs) swoops down you know that probably not going to happen in the classroom.
1: No, no. Well, at least we hope not. (laughs) Right, right. We we hope not. So it's it's one of those things that, yes, getting up in front of students, I think, is is difficult Mm -hmm. uh, in your classroom. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's almost to where sometimes the kids know the others so well, it's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Now you're posting it and you see this when you post something online or uh, out in public, but now you got people from all of from all over the world that could be listening to you. Mm-hmm. I think it increases the um, the product that the student is is
3: is creating yeah it's, it's so it actually provides a safe place um, uh, a place where a student can Go in and and do some sort of thing like a public public speaking or whatever yeah. to complete strangers. Yet we have that safety uh, behind our avatar, you know, in that space. So it's a safe place, and it's like, well, they don't really know me, and my avatar can do things I might not be comfortable doing in the real world, but my avatar is comfortable doing them. You know, and that's a fascinating place um, to to explore with students because yeah. students who may behave or act a certain way in class. Um, may be completely different in a virtual oh, yeah.
1: space. Oh yeah, yeah. It's something similar um, with a, another technical device that I use is the Livescribe pen. Yeah. When I observe collaborative groups and you know take notes and monitor and assess what what they're doing within within their group, even though I'm kind of I kind of keep myself outside of that group, uh, the kids do not react the same as if I give them the pen and they go off on their own. Uh, they have an easier time. Using the pen rather than me sitting there listening to them, they get nervous or you know they're just not comfortable doing that. And you, over time, you can gradually build that up. After you know I can listen to the uh, the discussions on the pen, but uh, and that's helped out tremendously. But it does give them a space to to kind of reach out and to increase their levels of of of, of uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a space like that. Now, Justin, do you think? Are you there now, Justin?
0: Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry.
1: Nope, that's all right. Uh, Justin's job uh, is <laughs> is in the medical field, so sometimes he gets uh, little emergency calls <laughs> and things that that happen. So yeah. I think that's quite understandable. Uh, what to, now? Did you hear most of that from Lucas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a funny feeling your boys would be all over this.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: And uh, it's it's one of those things. Now, how old are your uh, boys?
0: Uh, Eleven and nine.
1: Eleven and nine. So I could totally see uh, them getting involved in that. Now, my question to both of you is how – you take a lesson like that. Is there a space within Star Wars that you would be able to transfer that over?
0: Well, yeah. I mean there's an equivalent of, of uh, capital cities in the, uh, uh, the, the, the fleet um, and, and that sort of thing. There, there are plenty of places to do quests and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Is there like an open forum space where people can talk?
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a okay. big, uh, yeah, there, there are plenty of places in there. There's a big cantina where people can hang out.
1: <laughs> yes, we'll have 11-year-olds in cantinas. Hey, we have our, <laughs> we have our students going to the taverns. That's weird. The taverns, okay, so that, I guess that's okay. <laughs> Got to uh, learn some time. As long as we're not dancing on tables, we're, I think we're okay. <laughs> there, um, there
0: are a few girls dancing on tables.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, but I'm guessing, and I'm just... Thinking out loud that some of the poetry stuff would fit more in line with the world of world uh, in in the world of World of Warcraft than than Star Wars, because of just the uh, the medieval yeah. fantasy
3: hmm. realm. That's a good question. I don't know. So
1: you know, I don't. It, now that's just one lesson that
3: you do. Right. right. Uh, that's just a sample.
1: Mm-hmm. Now another one in World of Warcraft. Didn't you? Um, do they record kind of like journal what they've done
3: within? Uh, their quests. Sure. Yeah. So the journaling aspect is, is a huge aspect of what we have them doing. Um, so uh, another sample lesson is is to have them form a group um, with their classmates and 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 all kind of agree on a dungeon that they want to explore together and try to beat. And then they'll go into that space, um, try things out, uh, try different strategies, etc. And then if successful or not they come back and they write about the experience and they we have them you know, we talk to them and ask them to talk about things like who was who emerged as a leader. Were there any surprises? Did you try a strategy that did or didn't work? What would you do next time? And then we have them do the same kind of experience in a later quest um, where they group with complete random strangers and then ask them the same questions um, and try to get them to draw the parallels. What? How was this with strangers? Did you know them? Did you, how were people behaving? So you get into issues about digital citizenship and things like that. So and that would apply in any MMO.
1: Yeah, no, that that totally makes mm-hmm. sense. And then the ideas of who's actually in your group, what are their capabilities, uh, how does this group work together well because of those capabilities? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, though that that could all be transferred over to you know to a Star Wars setting. Yeah. So is there is there any others that you can see that would work? fairly well since you have experience with both games uh, is there anything else that the kids thoroughly enjoy and it's a good learning experience that works in World of Warcraft that would could transfer over to Star Wars
3: oh gosh um, that would actually be a fun exercise to actually just to go through our, our quest like our line like our whole series of quests and put a check by like Star Wars maybe we should actually do that at some point is take them and flag them for we think it would work in this MO. this MMO. that would be cool uh, do you have do you have some kids that play uh, Star Wars also I'm sure yeah um, None of our students that I'm aware of have any their own Star Wars account. Um, we have a few that are doing their own World of Warcraft account now, or, or trial accounts and things like yeah. that. Um, but none with the, the Star Wars yet. But uh, yeah, just a couple of examples there. Like We do one quest that's it's, it's just a blast. It's total fun, and then but it's a good reflection when they come back. We do flash mobs. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll have them. In, in World of Warcraft, we typically have them make gnomes male or female, they all have to have green or pink hair and then they all have to end their name in some sort of nonsense word like we'll we'll, uh, append wampus to the end of their name and then we'll all run as this massive horde of of gnomes into a capital city um, and then pick out other players that we don't even know, complete strangers, and, and start interacting with them and this sort of mass of little gnomes running around them and, like, worshipping them or you know, just all this kind of crazy. It, it is a total blast. It is so much fun. It's one of our favorite lessons. The kids uh, love it. And then, and then we, of course, we come back and we talk about it, and, and we try to get the students to think about the other player's perspective who, you know, may have just come into the capital city to sell things or to do business and that sort of thing. you get a quest and then all of a sudden they're surrounded by play, you know, what's obviously player controlled characters, um, interacting in a role play, silly, fun kind of way. And, you know, do you think that made their gaming experience better or worse? And how did you feel about it and and about the way people react? Um, so that's, that's something you could definitely transfer to Star Wars. I mean, just get everybody to make a bunch of, um, you know, I don't know. Um, gosh, Sith or or whatever. I'm I'm kind of playing on the dark yeah. side of it. you know, you could definitely do that and and just be kind of whimsical and fun about it. Um, you know, that that's one uh, the guild leadership thing. We guilds are a huge component of what we do with this, and and looking at player organizations, um, and that would apply across the board any game environment. Yeah,
1: and that that works with yeah. Star Wars too. Yeah, very cool. Justin, do you? I mean, you know, as a parent, do you have do you have questions, concerns on how, you know, how this would work? Let's say that your, you know, your kid's school district is, is looking at doing something like this. I know you'd be probably giddy about it and all, but uh, <laughs> I mean, do you? I mean, do you have questions or concerns how this would be implemented?
0: No, not really. Um, I think it would work. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think it would work. Um, possibly even better in Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic because of the way, uh, because of the voiced interactions it it really draws you in more to the story you have going on
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh that the quest that you're going into i know when i played wow it was a lot of uh run up click the little button okay and then follow the the arrow um star wars you feel a little more engaged and a little more in the plot plus you have a lot of moral choices that are involved Mm and that sort of thing that are that's true Positive and uh, certainly can lead to <laughs> yeah well and <laughs> negative depends we,
1: we've we've <laughs> had uh, Justin and I have had fun with that because yeah. I've kind of we've kind of joined up on on some missions and stuff and it's it's one of those things that I have a fairly good character and Justin does not uh, so <laughs> we have and what for those of you that don't know uh, about how this works is that you go up and talk to somebody you can join in the conversation and. There's the character that you're. Ta- they're talking. They give you a question, and then you can respond. Well, the the problem is is that uh, the on the character who's picked to respond, it's basically a, a roll of the dice. So it could be me. It could be Justin. And it's funny on sometimes I will you know I'll pick something good, and then of course there'll be a ba- a, a crazy response from from Justin, and I just start cracking up. It's just. It's the people you know if they were real life people they'd be just like, what is the world is going on? He's giving me a nice answer. he's giving me a crazy answer and it's it's it is very it is very interesting you're right that is that is a part of the Star Wars that I, I do like yeah, um, is not- a
0: much bigger part of Star Wars than yeah than
3: uh,
1: Wow is. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting angle that definitely we'll have to
3: look at. Yeah, I think um, over the years World of Warcraft has really kind of blurred the the good bad archetypes you know it used to be that alliance is the good guys and horde is the bad guys and you know Mm -hmm. and and it was pretty evenly defined but through the story and it's not a bad thing it's just through the storyline and the events that have happened in the world there's been this push to kind of blend those together um Mm -hmm. and 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 really it's it's the player base versus some other evil and um but it's very generic compared to I think Star Wars when it comes to the moral choices and stuff. Star- oh. whereas it makes you put you in some interesting positions sometimes. Yes, it does. Oh yeah,
1: it does. And yeah. you don't even know. You think you have a right answer, but then it comes out totally wrong. Or somebody wants some help, and you're just like, I'll be glad to help. And then you know Justin's response is, You're on your own, lady. You know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Uh, or you
0: find out she's actually a spy. You
1: yeah, know? <laughs> and, yeah. There's, that is a, I'm that's pretty exciting to to think about and what you mentioned before lucas is that how you could go through and almost check off that uh okay hey this one works well with wow but it, this doesn't work in star wars or you know it works well in both or maybe this might work better in star wars so um that'll be interesting to see over a period of time
3: mm-hmm. i think so too
1: so any anything else justin
3: no i'm good. you're thinking about yeah
1: <laughs> i'm good it's all good. Sorry, uh,
0: page, the page distracted me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: sorry. Uh, yes, you have an important job. Um, Lucas, or not, uh, sorry, CC, see, see, I'm not used to four people. Jerry? Yeah. Um, you know, anything
2: you would like to add on this? Man, no, it sounds awesome. I mean, I, I love the concept. I th- you know, we t- were talking about the difference between these two programs. Wouldn't it be great if we had the room and, and time and funding to do both? And to do all, and to, to allow kids to to see all these different virtual worlds. What
0: world. would be awesome is if um, the the Bioware team that created the Old Republic released some of the tools they use to create the cinematics that are in there.
2: Because oh. every every
0: interaction is a cinematic, um, and fully voiced, very well done, as a matter of fact. And if they released the tools for that, can you imagine the machinima that the kids could come up with? <laughs> yeah, that
1: would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you've you've done some of that, haven't
3: you, Lucas? We have we part of part of one of our one of our quests and again one that would apply to any area, uh any MMO, um would is we have students tell stories through machinima, um, and so they are required to create um, a short film, work with the team, create a short film that tells some brief little story, or or even treat it like a, a movie trailer, you know, something that that's a hint to a bigger movie that we don't actually make, but you know that kind of thing. And uh, we did that last year, and pretty pretty interesting results uh, from that. And it was kind of fun, uh, kind of you know that's a whole big you know, set of technical skills that we have to teach kids too. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. So the Star Wars could be
1: like Justin said, there's a lot of, you know, video uh Mm -hmm. you know interactions and that could be quite interesting jerry
2: i was just gonna say that even takes us a couple weeks you know at the high school level because we do we do the machinimas with the imprudence and i mean there's there's so much acting and and moving and in the camera skills themselves that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty intense set of skills yeah for kids to really not to complete but to master and use efficiently is uh is a pretty good set of skills oh yeah
1: well, very very cool. Uh, anything else on this topic before we move on to our last one? I, I think we shared a lot of information. Hopefully, uh, listeners out there, this is <laughs> very good, and the resources that you've provided, uh, Lucas, I think will be quite helpful to those out there.
3: Yeah, I, I think just it, it's 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 a great discussion to to compare the two. Um, one of the advantages um, in, in one respect that World of Warcraft has is that, and one of the ways that we kind of pitched it was um, the the reading that was involved. There was a lot of uh, quest reading that you had to do. Um, and the voiceover in Star Wars um, has a different perspective on that. I don't think it's any yeah. that's valid. It's just it's a different approach um, to, to the same kinds of things. So uh, that that's an um, interesting thought um, exercise there to kind of compare those two. And, and
1: th- yeah, the listening rather than the reading, because yes, it is, you're doing a lot of reading. And of course, kids can click through that, but they can also do the same thing in, in yeah. Star Wars.
3: Yeah, and they have uh, kind of made that easy
1: lately. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and you just, you know, but your listening skills, uh, depending on what you are assessing, what your, your expectations are uh, for the students, you know, in understanding some of the quests and the stories, they definitely would have to listen. Mm hmm. Um, and you could do the same thing with world of Warcraft where, you know, what, if you're asking for specific details and if they're just clicking through, they're not going to get it. So, um, yeah, you could, there's ways around that as a teacher that you can put that together. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, awesome. That's great. The, the last thing we want to end on is something we've discussed before, but, uh, 3d game lab and my, you know, I've kind of kept a distance from it because not knowing where my school district is going uh and concerns to one-to-one but uh without saying anything uh too technical um it looks like i will have a device next year that i think will work very well with uh, 3d game lab so i'm definitely interested in what you have to say about it so what's the most current news with that lucas
3: uh well um Chris um, Haskell and, and Lisa Dolly at Boise State are just continuing to do awesome stuff, um, and so they're going to uh, offer another teacher camp um, in 3D Game Lab uh, that actually starts up April 2nd. I think people can still uh, register and get in on that, um, and the cost is I believe 295. Um, but, about right. Yeah, it's not too. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a three-week camp. It's completely online, um, and through that, you'll not only explore um, the 3D game lab environment itself, but you'll you'll be working with um, uh, educators from across the uh, from across actually around the world around the uh, world. To, yeah, to um, explore different aspects of game-based learning. So I know Peggy Sheehy is going to be doing. Um, the World of Warcraft in school component of it, and she's going to be taking teachers on that journey. Uh, I'm going to be leading teachers through Minecraft in school and, and talking, looking at Minecraft as a game and how that could be used in school systems. I know there's stuff that's more general about games and education. And we're going to be getting into social media a little bit, and and just all sorts of great stuff. And the beauty of it is, if you go through it, uh, the the three-week program, um, you'll also, as part of that, um, you'll get access um, slots for your own students for um, a full—I think it's at least a full um, year—and I think that's 60 students. So, 60 student slots for you, so you can actually go in and design your own courses in 3D Game Lab, and then bring your students in.
1: And that's exciting. Yeah. So um, to to explain it and because Justin, I don't know if you know um, uh, about this, but it's basically it's a quest based system. You have um, a teacher puts quests into, you know, basically it's it's almost looks like a game module. You know, you you log in, you get to it, you see your your character um, as a student and a teacher is assigned some quests. You click on those. You go through the, the tasks that the teacher asks you, whether that's, you know, it could be, I know, um, was it Chris used like a PowerPoint? Is that one that he's used before, I think, Lucas? Mm-hmm. Uh, show, he breaks down how to use PowerPoint or how to use uh, WordPress or whatever. It breaks it down into different pieces. Or it could be going through a quest within a game. Uh, but it basically breaks it down into small pieces. Uh, you finish that part of the quest, you get experience points for it, and you can actually, there's a lot to it. You can rate how this lesson was, it can tell you how much time it took for you to complete it, um, and then the teacher can give you feedback on that, and then, you know, you earn badges uh, for completing these these assignments. Uh, it's, it's something that I've been interested in since the first time I've seen it, but it just hasn't been worked time-wise hasn't worked out, and funds haven't worked out for me to to be involved. But with the one-to-one coming next year, that's something that's that excuse. I definitely will be looking at. Yeah,
3: um, so, I'll, I'll actually uh, put a link to um, their their sort of intro video in the show notes as well, which is is very. Um, worthwhile it's it kind of give you a taste of what it might look like yeah
1: I, I did get some interest within my district from some teachers and, and others and and like I said now that we know the path that we're going it it, it definitely looks like something that I, I think we should look at definitely should look at the experience point system that I've been using in my classroom is is definitely giving a high um, I guess high interest kids are always asking what's my experience points you know what's what's the reward for level four level five and um, that just getting the kids interested about that and and working with tasks uh is and, and assignments and learning which is the most important part is is exciting to me
3: yeah Well, we've been using it this year. We actually took our World of Warcraft curriculum that we had uh, built in Moodle, um, which just wasn't meeting. We really wanted to to look at the gamification of the the course, uh, and uh, Moodle just wasn't quite meeting those needs, and so 3D Game Lab came along. We migrated the curriculum over to that, um, and the kids absolutely love it. and, and and it's that, great for us. We have all these like it, it it just looks cool if nothing else. And and you see you have all this data in the background for the teachers. You can look at all the quests and see how the kids are progressing, how they're rating them, and things like that. So it's great feedback for us.
1: And and that's once you're on 3D Game Lab, anybody can have access to those. Uh, to those
3: lessons, correct? Yeah. So, so basically, the, the other cool thing about this is that they're essentially building this this huge repository of of learning modules or learning quests. Um, so I, I kind of a, I liken it to like a YouTube of, of lessons uh, built in a quest based format. And so they have the what they call their quest armory. And if I want to build a quest, let's say on on something related to biology, um, and I want to go out there and look and see, well, first, uh, if, if anybody's got a good lesson on microscopes, and then maybe there's two or three out there, I can look at them, see what's involved, see whether or not they've been rated, how they've been rated by the students who participated in them, and bring them into my course. So as I'm building a course, I can just bring those in uh, pre-design and edit them, do whatever, because most of the people who are developing content in this are, li- are putting like a Creative Commons um, – attribution license on them, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know all the World of Warcraft stuff is in there, um, licensed that way. And, um, of course, all this, all the PD stuff that we're doing in it is going to be licensed that way. So yeah, anybody can just come in and, and basically build from the things that are already there. Or you can invent your end.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, anything else to add, gentlemen? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Soaking it in, Luke, uh, Jerry.
2: Yep. It yeah, it's in. a great conversation.
1: Yeah, and and Justin, this is something that I think your boys would uh, thoroughly enjoy. Oh, they'd be all over it. They, it's like, oh, I my got, son I got keeps saying, "Boy,
0: I, I wish I had a teacher as cool as Zach."
1: No, no, <laughs> <He> actually, <laughs> did be say careful that. What you say? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> as, cool as, as cool as as cool as Jerry or Lucas. Yes, um, <laughs> exactly. So, well, uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, I think it was a wonderful show. I think people. It, Definitely will get something out of this episode. And any questions out there, please make sure you email us. We'll have it on the, the website there. You can contact us. You can go to the links and gather all the information you want. Um, I think you can learn a lot from today's show. Thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. I'd like to welcome the Etch a Sketch back to pop culture. <laughs> I just yes. saw the Amazon sales for those skyrocketed in <laughs> the last week. Wow. Very cool.